Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hit music station from the four Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Caroline Foran. Hello, how are you? Hi, Louise. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course. My pleasure. You've just released your third book, Naked yes. 10 Truths to Change Your Life. Yes, I can't believe it's my third book. Um, I can't believe I had it in me to even write a third one. Cause I remember sitting down to page one of this book saying, nah, I cannot do it. I can't do it. And here I am now. It's actually in my hands. So I'm delighted. I was going to ask you, what was it like to start a third one? Because obviously you have owning it and the confidence kit as well, don't you? Yes. So it was incredibly vulnerability inducing. Um, mm-hmm. I was very full of the imposter syndrome. And I, I put myself under massive pressure to, you know, arrive at my third book having everything figured out and to be able to tell everyone, okay, this is how you need to be to be happy. And then I realized, okay, I'm never going to get there. And that actually served as the point of the book. I had to go through that vulnerability and bulldoze through that self-doubt um, in order to write about vulnerability, which the book is really all about. And mm-hmm. about changing our perception on vulnerability and things that maybe hold us back, making them work a bit better for us. I don't know if we're very good at being vulnerable, really, are we, as a, as a nation? No, we, I think, and that goes for everyone all over the world. Yeah. I mean, we, we're all vulnerable and definitely the pandemic has made us confront our vulnerability in so many more ways, working from home, having, you know, kids there and all being facing this very legitimate threat of the virus. Um, and vulnerability has always been seen very much as something negative and something to avoid at all costs. And so really what I, I found in my experience is that by Look, I guess looking at it from a different perspective as not a weakness but as a strength or mm. as really changing what you think about it and realising that vulnerability just means can mean authenticity and when you embrace that everything changes for the better like for me my anxiety just improved massively when I was willing to embrace my vulnerability my career took off my relationships improved and so many good things can come from it um, and the thing is we all have vulnerability in common like I said but we're all trying so hard to pretend like we don't and the minute we acknowledge and allow for compassion among each other life gets easier in so many ways and it's funny that you mentioned the pandemic on twitter it's usually not a very nice place to be but you have noticed people being very honest about you know trying to work from home maybe with kids maybe not maybe just trying to get everything done while being at home and not being able to leave the house and i've noticed that people have been a bit more i'm not this is i'm not doing well with this yeah, I think because we've all been in the same boat, I think it's been easier in a way to be able to say, look, I'm, we're all finding it really hard. We're all just trying to get through. and mm. um, We all have to make allowances for each other, especially, you know, with people how, who have to homeschool kids. I just can't imagine how tough that must be while trying to, you know, re- retain professionalism mm-hmm. and everything. It's a lot. And I think 
one good thing that has come from the pandemic is that we've been like, okay, let's just give ourselves a bit of a break here. And when we do that, I mean, it opens up all kinds of doors. And like I say, just it changes our perspective on vulnerability and, and it's no longer something that you know, we need to avoid. And when I was going through the book, one chord that struck me, I suppose, especially in January when all the pressure's on, oh, you know, New Year, New Me, all this malarkey yeah. and messing was, right, saying saying I'm going to do something and actually doing it are two separate things altogether. And I'm not very good. I'm very good at making plans and I'll list everything out. But actually sitting down and actually doing it, I find quite tough. <laughs> I'm the very same. I think we've, we've all lost count of the amount of journals and things that we've yeah. got to help. You know, I'm just going to do this today and I'm going to be a new person. And the reality is change is really, really hard. So I wanted to delve into the neuroscience and psychology of change before we embark on any kind of changes in behavior or thought patterns or um, emotions that might be holding us back and really look at the reality of change and, and willpower. And I suppose, you know, there's so much out there that tells you this will change your life and this is a game changer, mm-hmm. all those kind of words. And you know, like I'm also guilty of it. I'm not even guilty, but it's, I think it's just common human nature to to think that by just thinking about something, that's enough. You don't have to yeah. actually do anything. And <laughs> um, like I was only just saying to my husband the other day, since I had the baby, I was like, you know, I'm really ready to like fit back into my old clothes before I had him. But I have no interest in doing any exercise, and I don't want to stop eating all the cakes and all the pies. So I was like, I, I, you know, sometimes it feels like enough just to want something, and it's not. Yeah. So, um. What I wanted to do was kind of let, really let people understand um, how change works and then approach it in a very compassionate way. So obviously at this time of year, there's so much pressure and people feel, you know, they need to do everything and do it mm-hmm. really well. And I have also found that, you know, as good as wellness has been for making us take care of ourselves, it's also put a lot of pressure on people to like, how well are you and how good are you are fitting all this in? Um, and actually what was part of the antidote became the problem you know, for a lot of our stress and anxiety. So I want to approach this book and, and people who want to make any kind of change from a really compassionate perspective of asking yourself, not like, I need to change this because this doesn't look good, but how can I make my life a little bit easier? What would make, what would bring down my stress levels? What's holding me back? That could be anything like I've explored from excessive people pleasing to being very obsessed with, you know, setting yourself unreachable goals all the time, from taking on too much and suffering from burnout uh, to another common feeling which no one likes to admit when they feel um, envious or jealous of uh, someone else's success or feels that someone else's success will take from theirs. So these are all things that I explore, but in a very, very compassionate way. I loved your view on that, actually. And it's so true. I'm not going to say what it is because they want to read the book, but I, I loved your take on that and not kind of looking at it as a negative. In terms of the someone else's success taking years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's such a common one. And like, obviously, when I was writing that, I was like, I sound like I'm not a very nice person for saying this out loud. But I think we all <laughs> no, feel it's it sometimes, true. and yeah. it's really normal and natural. And it goes back to you know evolutionary times when our brains were developing. And if someone else was successful in the wild, that very likely meant that we were unsuccessful, and that might be a literal threat to our survival. Mm. So we've been primed and we've evolved to think that someone else's success means that we're going to lose out. And it's obviously not the same scenario today, but we're dealing with the same hardware in our brain and the same software. So you need to kind of understand what you're working with first. And instead of working against yourself or pushing against yourself in any way, it's trying to hack it and work with yourself. And that's kind of how I approach everything that's in this book and everything in my previous books from the fear of failure to coping with anxiety. You want to work with yourself, not against yourself. And don't be so hard on yourself. Because I think when you're hard on yourself, you're not enabling yourself to do anything good because you're just sitting there in this wallowingness aren't you well any kind of self-criticism we all think that it's going to be really self-motivating and actually it does the complete Mm. opposite 
it stimulates our stress response. It keeps us stuck in a perpetual cycle of stress and anxiety. Uh, when actually, if you decide to say, okay, I'm going to be really nice to myself now and choose self-compassion and ask yourself, okay, what can I do to make myself feel a little bit better? Or how can I help myself here? You actually down-regulate your stress response. So it's far more effective. And it's not just a nice idea. It's something that you're going to positively impact at a biological level. So it's, it's crucial. And it will help you achieve your goals, which is what we want, you know. Absolutely. So who is this book aimed at? <laughs> um, I suppose when I wrote it, I was thinking about myself. <laughs> Very <laughs> indulgently. I was like, what do I need to remind myself yeah. of? Because I go back to my own books all the time. Um, obviously, like I said, I, I'm figuring things out as I write them. Um, but just for anyone who finds that those kind of everyday issues like people pleasing mm. or um, not being very well connected with your intuition or trusting your gut instincts, all these kind of things that might be contributing to stress or anxiety in some way. Um, and, and I suppose it is probably aimed at women more so than men this time. And it's easy to read. So you're not going into, you know, almost like a dictionary. You are like it is something that you can read as a book. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing you can dip in and out of, dip yeah, into the chapter that's most relevant to you. And I mean, it's only a couple of really big words, so it's not too toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, sometimes when you're reading books and you're like, oh my God, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I know, nice. I know. I love that though, because I'm like, ooh, new word to add to the vocabulary. Yeah, I, I, at one stage, now this is probably feeding right into your book. At one stage, I'd be reading books and have a dictionary right beside me to go, oh, I don't know this one, so I'd be looking up words. And then I was like, listen, that's far too much hard work. <laughs> I know. There's a very fancy word in, in the happiness chapter called biopsychosocial marker and that's something definitely worth wrapping your head around to understand how to um, increase your feeling of contentment and well-being so that is one worth that's one we up. need to know <laughs> well I, I think I explained it well enough in the book so Naked 10 Truths to Change Your Life it's published by Hackett Ireland and Caroline Foran thank you so much thank you so much Louise and the book is available everywhere I'm assuming everywhere online obviously you can't get into a real bookstore at the moment and um, yeah. so it will be delivered to your door you don't even have to get out of your pj ah, even better <laughs> i know thanks so much caroline thank you so much take care fm 104 sunday night live with louise ty hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.